You're listening to the Yoga Teacher Resource Podcast. Knowledge, techniques, and inspiration for your teaching and your practice. I'm your host, Mado Hesselink. If you're a yoga teacher who loves learning, is passionate about spreading the benefits of yoga, and desires more resources to support your teaching, you're in the right place. Let's get started with today's episode. Hello and welcome back to the third part of this three-part series, How to Make More Money Teaching Yoga. This episode is geared towards very experienced yoga teachers. This typically means you have been teaching for 10 years, 20 years, or even longer. You most likely have a unique specialty and focus, even if you haven't quite learned how to articulate it yet. You also likely have a loyal following of students, although you may also realize that if you had a bigger following, it would improve your chances of earning more money while also helping more people. Before you listen to this episode, I recommend that you listen to part two of this series. If you can check all the boxes mentioned in part two, then you're in the right place. Because what I'm going to share in this episode builds on what I shared in part two. As a very experienced yoga teacher, you've devoted a large chunk of your life to being a student of yoga. Whether that's 25%, 50%, or even longer, you're in a unique position to understand what's possible with a consistent practice over a long period of time. You can speak to the benefits of yoga with an authority that's earned from your personal experience. You're in an incredible position to share the teachings of yoga with an audience that is open to your message. Chances are good that when you first started teaching, you probably weren't doing it for the money. And you likely never thought of yourself as a business person. Maybe you felt or even still feel that business and yoga shouldn't be mixed or aren't compatible. But as the world changes, the yoga industry changes. And it's increasingly clear that in order for experienced yoga teachers to keep doing what they love, they need to make their teaching financially sustainable. I'm so glad that you're listening to this episode because as much as I love working with yoga teachers at every stage of their career, my passion is to offer business strategy support and courses was driven by very experienced teachers like you. I had been teaching for about 12 years before I came to the grips with reality that in order to make my teaching sustainable, I did need to learn about business. When I started studying business with the intention of applying it to my yoga teaching, I saw that it worked, meaning I was able to make some small shifts that transformed my income and my reach. And more surprisingly, I found that rather than being incompatible, yoga and business are quite complementary if you do it right. I find that many of the strategies and techniques from the business world provide grounding and boundaries to a yoga practice and a yoga teaching career. While at the same time, a strong connection with my yoga practice provides a perspective and an ethical framework that I've come to believe is essential for business owners in the world we live in. The discovery of how yoga and business complement each other fascinated me. It drew me in, and I've been exploring the overlap and the compatibility between the two ever since. Nearly four years ago, I started the podcast as part of this exploration. Two years ago, I ran a beta program on business strategy for yoga teachers. And last year, for the very first time, I launched a full-fledged comprehensive business strategy course for yoga teachers. 
I welcome yoga teachers of every level of experience into that program. And I also know and have seen that the teachers who progress most quickly are the ones who have many years of experience teaching behind them. And that's probably not a surprise. So while I obviously can't replicate the entire three-month program in this episode, I will be sharing some of the tips and strategies that we'll go into in more detail inside Flight School. That's the name of the program. And hopefully this will give you both a taste of what the program is like and also some strategies you can implement right away in the short term. As a very experienced yoga teacher, part of your challenge is going to be meeting your students where they are now. You have so much context and so much knowledge to share. It can be difficult to know what to lead with and what to save for later. So a big part of what I recommend for teachers at the very experienced level who are ready to earn more money is to get help. This help can come in many different forms. You might hire a VA, you might hire an employee or give more responsibility to an employee you already have. You might hire a mentor or take a business strategy course that has community support and the ability to get direct feedback and coaching. It might seem a little counterintuitive since this is about how to make more money and I'm telling you to spend more money to get help, but there's a reason the adage says you have to spend money to make money. There's enough truth in that to say that if you have a pattern and your first response to the idea of investing money in your business is resistance, it's worth looking at that and worth taking some baby steps towards paying for help and thinking of the money you spend on your business as an investment rather than a loss. Depending on the type of help you seek, you'll receive different benefits. If you hire someone to take some of the admin work off your plate, you'll be rewarded with extra time and perhaps extra creative energy that can be put towards teaching more or taking time to look at the big picture strategy of your business. On the other hand, if you invest in a mentor, a coach, or a business strategy course, you're actually gonna be adding things to your plate. And in a sense, you would revisit a bit of what it was like as a fledgling teacher, meaning you'll be a beginner again. And new information coming your way might lead to some temporary overwhelm. However, just like in your teaching, it'll fade and it'll transition into the ability to see the bigger picture of your business more clearly, just like you now have the ability to see the bigger picture of your classroom. At this phase of teaching, it's really difficult to give any blanket advice. A cookie cutter approach doesn't work for any stage of business, but especially when you're an experienced teacher. However, one area that I think all very experienced teachers can focus on is creating a framework or a method. If you're thinking right now, what are you talking about, Mado? I don't have a method. Then this advice is meant for you because whether you know it or not, by the time you become a very experienced teacher, you do have a method. You have specific ways of working with your students that have evolved over time. Many of these methods are subconscious. There's a book I really love and highly recommend by neuropsychologist Daniel Kahneman called Thinking Fast and Slow. In the book, he describes two ways that we as humans think. In the beginning, or when you're working on a new skill set, your thought process is analytical, laborious, and slow. As you develop mastery over a skill or a topic, things that used to be done consciously and with a lot of effort 
move into the realm of subconscious and habit. This provides you with so much more creative energy and perspective and the ability to notice little details and make creative leaps. So what I'm advising you to do here is reverse engineer your process and examine the things you do that feel intuitive to you. You'll notice the things that you do effortlessly and organize them and codify them into a process that somebody else could visualize and understand. Now you won't be able to or want to include every detail of what you do in this framework. And of course, your real world application will never be as neat or organized as the written version. But creating a framework like this allows your clients and your potential clients to get a better sense of what they're going to be receiving when they work with you. And the more they feel they understand what they're getting, the more comfortable they're going to feel investing. Creating a framework like this also allows you to teach other people to use your same framework, even if they're going to end up adapting that framework and using it in their own way. As you develop a framework for your work, think about what the number one way is that you want people to work with you. Another way of saying this is what format could you offer the deepest level of benefit and transformation to your students or clients? For some very experienced yoga teachers, that looks like a teacher training or a continuing education training, a series of private sessions, or maybe retreats. Once you've created a framework for your work and decided the best format for implementing the framework, it's time to learn how to launch. Launching is simply a period of more intensive promotion that creates a reverberating wave of interest in your work. So instead of needing to promote all the time, a launch creates boundaries around specific times of year that you'll focus on getting the word out about what you do so that the rest of the time you can focus on teaching, serving, and creating. You can definitely get admin help with launching, although it's useful to have a basic understanding of the strategy that you're using. And over time, the people who support you, your VA, your employees, whatever admin support you have in your business, they can take over a great deal of the launching work. Okay, my dear, very experienced yoga teacher, I hope this episode was helpful for you. To summarize what we talked about, after you have implemented the strategies from part two of this series, you'll start to look at ways you can recruit some help to reduce some of the technical burden of running your business. This will free you up to create and to develop a more cohesive long-term strategy. Part of that will include reverse engineering the part of your work that feels intuitive into a framework that you can either teach to others or use your potential clients to help them visualize what it will be like to work with you, which will build trust and increase the likelihood of them investing. Then you'll make some choices about the structure you want to use to work with people. Once you have those pieces in place, develop some systems and boundaries around promoting your programs more intensively over a shorter period of time so that your work can receive the attention it deserves without you feeling like you're having to spend all day every day on social media or promoting your stuff. If the advice in this episode has piqued your curiosity and you want to learn more about flight school, then make sure to check out the sneak peek of flight school that I just released recently. In that sneak peek, I do a deep dive into my own framework for flight school. And if flight school is open for enrollment at the time you're listening to this, 
you'll be hearing some ads about it at the beginning, middle, and end of this episode. So if you don't hear those ads, you can get on the waitlist at helloyogateacher.com slash join, which is the same link you would use to find out more if registration is currently open. Whether you and I end up working together or not, please know that I'm rooting for you. I'm passionate about empowering very experienced yoga teachers to reach more people and to build a sustainable business. If you have specific topics or requests for future podcasts, you can always email me at mado at teachingyoga.net. Share your ideas and your questions with me. As always, thank you for the work you do. Thank you for taking the time to listen. And thank you for caring enough to teach yoga for so very long.